The Self-Made Life Podcast is a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I'm here to inspire small, local, and creative businesses along their journey to success. I'll share a behind-the-scenes look at what it's like to run and scale a business, branding tips, and I'll also be chatting with other entrepreneurs to share their stories and what it's like to be self-made. Welcome back to the Self-Made Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Wyatt, and today I am here with a very special guest, Susie Clark from the Female Leadership Collective. I'm so excited to be having Susie on here. We've worked together in the past uh, for some email marketing and campaigns, and this is going to be a golden episode. So make sure that you're taking notes. Uh, She has a wealth of knowledge to share. Um, But before we get started, um, I wanted to do our boss or bust and just kind of shedding light on entrepreneurship. So tell us, do you have a boss or bust moment? Okay. So is, is a boss moment like something that just happened that I'm like, yes, this was great. Yeah, it's like celebrating the win or like something that was like, I don't know, awesome. Okay, so I think I had definitely had a boss moment, which we just spoke about offline when I woke up this morning and I had the masterclasses sent in from the amazing women that are in the summit that I'm organizing, one of which is you, Ashley. And receiving all those masterclasses was just like such an amazing moment because I think anybody that's listening who has a business, it can be quite a lonely journey as an entrepreneur and It's just, this is probably the first thing that I've worked on in the Female Leadership Collective where I've collaborated with like more than one person. So it's been so amazing just to be able to work with six other women from around the world as well that don't necessarily know each other. Um, And they all have a different area of expertise. And it was just like, I felt proud, you know, that I brought them together, but also it just makes me feel proud of like of them as well and how much they have to offer. So that was definitely a, a boss moment. Oh my gosh, I love it. And I am so excited for, you know, the summit. Um, I think my boss moment was that as well. I recorded and did my masterclass over the weekend and I turned it in. Yeah. And it's like filled with so much great info. And yeah, we'll share a little bit more about the uh, Female Startup Summit and how you can gain access to that. Um, It is time sensitive, so you're going to want to sign up ASAP. It'll be running July 10th, but we will get more into that later on. But yeah, that is definitely my boss moment as well. So thank you for inviting me and and having me, you know, be a part of such an amazing group of women. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for being willing to join us. Of course. Um, So before we get started, um, can you tell us who you are, what you do, and share a little bit about your story into entrepreneurship? Yeah, so I'm Susie. I'm originally from England, as you can probably tell by my accent, but I actually live in Bali and I have done for the past three years. So I ran my, well, I'm on to my second business now. So my first business was an e-commerce business selling blue light glasses, which I'm actually wearing right now because it's a little bit late here in Bali. Um, And that's still running, but my focus now is on the Female Leadership Collective, which is a community for high 
high-achieving women who are looking to escape their corporate nine-to-five and start an online business. And the reason being is because I did exactly that around five years ago now. So formerly I was, um, I had an investment banking career in London, um, always in sales, but I started that on, on a graduate scheme for um, a, a massive American bank, actually. So as you can imagine, it was extremely corporate. <laughs> um, and it was like I was so impressed by the role and impressed by the skyscraper that I worked in and everything like that to begin with. But it soon kind of wore off and I realized, you know, I actually don't want to be like one of the managing directors that I'm seeing in the corner offices. It doesn't excite me. I don't, I just felt like a number. There were like 250,000 people that worked for this corporation. Yeah, I was just like, this is just not for me. And it was such a struggle because it's so conventionally impressive to a lot of people. And everyone's like, wow, Susie, this job you've got, you know, um, well, it's JP Morgan was the company working for JP Morgan. La, la, la. And, and I just thought to myself, like, I felt guilty because I didn't want to be doing it anymore. <laughs> so it took me quite a few years to kind of shift my mindset into redefining what success meant and taking the leap to quit my job and move to Bali and start over and figure out how I was going to start my own business. Um, And this was just before the pandemic hit. And Mm -hmm. fast forward to today, you know, I'm living in Bali, running my second business. I have a rescue puppy here who I adopted on the way through my three years in Bali. Um, and I've built a villa here, which I currently live in. So I'm so thankful I made the tricky decision. So that's a little bit about me. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love your story so much. And yeah, like that's the thing, like, you know, on paper and from like an outsider looking in that might look like a really impressive job, but if it doesn't light you up inside, then, you know, what's the point and, mm-hmm. you know, just searching for that more. And I feel like I'm kind of like at a crossroads right now myself with like leaving my um, part-time teaching job at the college. Yeah. Um, which like, it sounds really impressive that, you know, I teach at a college in Toronto, graphic design, and, you know, it was something that I loved before, but I'm kind of, you know, falling out of love with that and, and, and knowing that I meant for more and more within my business. So, yeah, I think it's important. It's such an important message to our audience that, you know, if you are feeling this way, it's okay. Like it's okay to feel guilty and to not, you know, feel in alignment with what you're doing. And just knowing that like, you can take that leap of faith as well as like so many other, you know, entrepreneurs have done. And, you know, then you can look back and be like, wow, I'm so glad that I did that. You know, it might not be as clear um, at the beginning, but just like trusting that and taking that leap like Susie did, like I did. So yeah, you can yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> totally. Amazing. Um, so um, tell us a little bit more about the Female Leadership Collective and why you started that and kind of 
you know, tell us a little bit about your first business too mm-hmm. and, and, and how that like led you to the Female Leadership Collective. Yeah. So uh, actually, I don't think you know too much about my first business. So this might be new to you as well. Um, but yeah, my first business was just an, an e-commerce store online. Um, I was thinking, I was really, really interested in remote work, funnily enough, before the pandemic. Um, so I was like, oh, I'm so into this remote working thing. But um, for some reason, it was, I often had to work UK hours, obviously, because clients are in the UK. I had a remote job at the time where I was covering um, Asia and Europe, uh, client coverage for, for a crypto startup. And I often had to be on calls at like 10pm, 11pm. And I was just exhausted and my eyes were hurting and I was getting headaches and I was getting tired. And so I was looking for solution and I came across these blue light glasses and I thought, oh God, I'm just going to try them out and see if they work for me. And they were a lifesaver. And I was like, this is the best product. It like costs hardly anything. It helps me feel better when I've got this late, these late night calls, I get less headaches. And then at the same time, I really wanted to start a business on the side as well. So I was like, why don't I set up a business selling these? And just to bring it full circle, I also, from what I was saying before around, you know, I didn't have any purpose or passion to my previous corporate job, any business that I started, I really wanted to have that element of meaning to it. And I was reading um, a book called Start Something That Matters by Blake Mykoski, who is the founder of Tom's. And he was explaining how everybody should try and do this one for one model where you sell, you sell one thing and then you donate another thing to charity like if all businesses did that how amazing would that be um and I decided to incorporate that into our business model so for every pair of glasses sold we would restore somebody's sight in the developing world by donating a gift of sight which was like the equivalent of 15 dollars from our margin so that's what I did and the business exploded really fast in COVID because everybody suddenly started working from home. So it was like amazing. And um, I I learned all these new things like influencer marketing was big for us. I hired a team um, because I was balancing this remote job and that at the same time. And it was an amazing experience and taught me so much. And definitely having that charity model really gave me purpose and passion. And I just loved doing things like photo shoots. I'd never got to do anything like that before in corporate. So yeah, it was so fun. But I I actually, so long story short, I ended up quitting that remote job after a year because it was exhausting and it just not what I moved to Bali for, you know, to be in an air conditioned room, just working again. So I then had this whole kind of reevaluation, which I think you touched on at the start, Ashley, around how you can go through these waves of, I love this. And then a few years later, you don't love it anymore. And that's okay. And I think I was like, right, what am I actually here for this e-commerce business? Um, It was called Frank and Iris, by the way. It's 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 lighting me up but perhaps not quite enough and so I started to look for new kind of options and in the meantime I was also freelancing because I've always kind of dipped in and out of freelancing helping women with their launches and their sales and sales emails and funnels and things um and I realized so many women 
have online businesses or want online businesses, but they really struggle with selling and they don't like to sell. They like, they detest it. They hate selling. And for me, that's always come naturally. And I always see sales as serving, you know, like if, if you believe in your product, you have a responsibility to sell, to tell someone about it so that you can kind of give them that transformation. They can't find themselves. And so with that, I just felt like I had a responsibility to kind of help women get comfortable with selling. And I also married that with my experience of leaving corporate. And I so many people messaging me like, how did you move to Bali? How did you start this business? I want to leave my job at Facebook. I want to leave my job at Square. I want to leave my job, like lots of former colleagues. I feel like I'm going to get in so much trouble. Um, but I was just like, God, the universe is just knocking on my door telling me to do this. And I think this is another piece of advice. Sometimes you get signs, you know, like, can the universe shout any louder about what you should be doing? And I was like, God, I need to do something with women. Like I really need this. So I decided to um, set up a community called the Female Leadership Collective. And I decided that the people that I really want to help is women who are stuck in their nine to fives, who can't see a way out, but really want to find purpose and passion and break free and start their own online business. And for me, I've kind of done all all three things now in terms of remote working. I've had a remote job, I freelanced, I've had my own business. So I kind of feel like I can help these women learn how to jump into this remote working way of life and this location independence. So that's what it's all about. We we have only been doing kind of our podcast and community building so far, but we're going to be launching a program very soon in around a month's time. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, but yeah, as we mentioned just before the summit to come next week. Oh my gosh. I love, love, love that so much. And I think, you know, that's something that I never quite thought of is like, you know, shifting that perspective of selling to serving. Mm. Like, you know, us as like entrepreneurs, like we're so passionate about what we do. And, you know, we're, we're in this line of business, not necessarily for like the hours or like the income, but like, for the flexibility, but also most importantly, helping others. Yeah. So I just love that. And I think, you know, I just had a light bulb moment there where it's like, yeah, I'm here to serve people. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Women that. can be so, so shy away from selling. And it's, it's a shame because there's so many women with so much to offer. And that's, yeah, that's what I really want to try and bring out of them. Oh, I love that. Um, so kind of like circling back to like the selling, um, you know, I, I worked with you while you were doing the freelance and, um, you helped me with like my strategy and copy for launching my template shop. Um, tell me a little bit more about that and, you know, why it's important to, you know, create some sort of strategy behind selling a product or service or course, um, and what really goes into that? Yeah, so there's so much to say on this. It's such an interesting subject, and so many people come at it in in different ways. And this this is the interesting thing is I've kind of got two um, t- 
two things going now. So I've got the funnel, like I've got the funnel agency where I'm still doing, still helping people with their launches. Um, still, if they're outsourcing things to me and the team, we will do their kind of um, email sequences and automations and funnels and stuff. And then equally, I'm going to bring that into the female leadership collective, which I think is exciting too. But yeah, on the funnel side and on the sales side, especially with online businesses, I've learned so much about this. And I've recently been doing this uh, certification in uh, funnel building as well. So there's so much that people don't realize. Um, I think that the most important thing that people need to focus on and that you can be really overwhelming at the start with like, where do I sell? What channel do I sell on? Like, what systems do I use? Like, what do I say? Uh. Um, and I think the most important thing that people need to focus on at the start is their email list. And it really doesn't get the attention that it deserves because social media, the flashy thing really gets the attention. Um, but actually, email is so much higher converting than anything else and it's also a you know hedging your risk strategy as well because Instagram closes accounts every day like your your account could be shut down and if all of your customer data was on that account like where's your business you know so having an email list and owning the data is like so important and then the second piece of this that's really important that people don't realize is to is is scaling and growing an online business often is all around finding the formula so if we're talking about course selling or program selling like let's say you're a coach or something like that you ideally want to know um in your launches you know how many emails you need to send how many uh how many people are subscribed to a link how many people are going to convert from that from that list so that you know how much to spend on ads every month because you know that X amount are going to go on your email list and X amount are going to convert. And when you have all these formulas and this knowledge of this data, that's when you can really scale to like six, seven figures. That's what they're all doing, those, those entrepreneurs, you know. And I see so many amazing, incredible women uh, making five figures, six figures that have no idea about this because... I know that they're using email systems that don't tell them that data. So this kind of thing is like, you know, later down the line, if you set up your systems correctly, um, it's using that logic that will help you know where to put your marketing budget and know where to focus your time on. You really just want to set up your business to be able to measure it. Because like I said at the start, like it's overwhelming. Like, where do I sell on? What do I do? And it's true. So you really, really need to set up your systems to be able to test and then iterate and, and you know, move resource from one place to another based on those results, if that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. I'm just, I'm just like taking that in for a second. So. <laughs> and yeah. like, I think that's like something that really kind of like caught my attention when, when we, like we've been working together is like the conversion of that. Like, you know, yeah. um, I went, when I launched the, the template shop, I was like, yay, I got like a couple sales and like, you know, I, I expected more sales, but like when you kind of broke it down based on like conversions of like how many people were on the list mm -hmm. and versus, you know, converting that, yeah, it, it's pretty much in line. So, um, and yeah, going back to like what you're saying, like 
you know, it's one thing to have Facebook or, or Instagram and, and, you know, try to reach for like those 10K followers, but like, that's just like the flashy kind of, you know, um, vanity metrics, right? Like it's yeah. not actually something that converts as well as an email list, um, which is like super important to have because we we don't own, you know, our Instagram. And, you know, last year when Instagram went down, everyone was like, oh my God, like they never thought that that would happen. Mm -hmm. So this is why it's so important to build that email list. And I noticed when, when, when Instagram went down that day, I got way more emails. Yeah. And they're like, oh, so Instagram's down. And they like really were like, oh, I should probably send an email then. And like that's, that's why it's so important for a list and to also have a website too, so that you like have a space online. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think that's such an important point that you just mentioned though, like the conversion rate and just want to explain to everyone what that means. Like norm. So on average in the industry, 2% is the conversion rate. So what that means is if you have an email list of like, let's say, you know, 100, Two, like two people are going to buy. So it, like that's that's average. That's normal. If you if you sent an email to 100 and two people bought, that is good. <laughs> that shows you you have something that can sell. Um, I wouldn't recommend like launching anything on low numbers like that because sometimes it can be dif- difficult. But um, on the whole, the conversion rate is 2%. And you get a lot of coaches and people talking about, you know, um manifestation things and stuff like that and that's really really great and it's important and I don't not believe in that but at the same time what they don't realize is maybe they had an email list of 2000 before they started because they were like warming it up for a few years and you know unintentionally and then two percent of 2000 you know that's going to give you a good 10k plus month on a launch and so I think that's the important metric that people don't realize and I hate what I hate the most is to see um women like invest in big coaching programs where they're taught manifestation but they're not taught this and like they don't have very many on the email list so then they launch and it's a flop and it's not actually a flop it's just that they only had a few on their email list so only two percent converted you know it, it converted how it should but if they had a thousand people on their email list perhaps they would have like the two percent of a thousand they would have had they would have thought the launch was great so that's something does I wish everybody knew yeah no I I totally agree. And I'm in that boat right now about like building that list even more. So tell me, what can you recommend to someone that is just starting out with building their list? Like how do you even get started in building a list? Yeah. So what I would say is when you just start out in business and you're focusing on building your email list, it is a hustle. Like it really is. But I I like to explain that, you know, this online business model what we're all here for is the holy grail. So eventually everything's set up and so automated that you've, you have those formulas, you know, you know, when you do this one launch, this one webinar, this amount of people sign up to it, this amount of people convert. So I have to like spend that amount of money on ads. And that's, that's where we want to get to where it's so predictable and it's so automated that we 
can it can run on autopilot and we can get sales on autopilot and we don't have to work as much so the hustle part at the start is unavoidable like it needs to happen to get to that end place and you know there are kind of if you want to say shortcuts if you have budget to spend on ads at the start but if you don't it's totally possible that's like such just an option it's just going to take you a little bit longer so the most the best way to get people on your email list at the start good quality leads is having an amazing free opt-in an amazing lead magnet people call it different kind of things um but people will offer you to people will suggest to do giveaways and other things like that and they're fine they'll bring your numbers up but they won't necessarily be as high quality as a targeted lead magnet that is literally written for your ideal customer so just don't worry about giving overgiving at this point because at the end of the day you want to just attract in as many people on your email list as possible so that you can then get to the point where you can sell your program so that that 2% conversion makes sense for you. And so I would say, think of something that your your target client is really having a problem with that you really want to solve. Something that they is a no-brainer to download, even something they probably pay like $20 for. Just something like that, that your conversion on that lead magnet download would be so high. Um, and that is the best way to fill your um, fill your list with high quality uh, subscribers is just putting out these freebies and you can have multiple running at different times. And like I say, if you want to speed it up, you just put some budget on ads behind that lead magnet. Um, and then the other thing that should be paired with this is a warm up sequence. So it's all very well getting your email subscribers in, but you don't want to just leave them hanging, you know, because they might forget about you. So it's what I recommend is having like a 30 day email warm up sequence that's kind of automated. So they download your freebie, then they get thrown into the email sequence. They get to hear about you. They get to hear about you know, one of your um, best pieces of content that you may, maybe your best podcast episode or something like that. Like there is a formula to these nurture sequences. And that way that when you come to sell something, they will know, like, and trust you. And hopefully, you know, hopefully you'll be able to convert higher than the 2% for that reason. All right. So I think that we need to chat about upping my nurture scheme. <laughs> so, um, I mean, right now I think I have like three emails. Is that not enough? So ideally 30 days is ideal, like at a minimum 14 days. And then like on top of that, you want to be emailing your audience like at least two times a week um, oh, just wow. to keep them warm. Yeah, but I see that from you. I get your emails. You do this great newsletter. So that includes like your newsletter or maybe, you know, for you, that could include your newsletter. And I've got a new podcast episode out. And that's two emails done, you know, just like knocking on their door. I think it's that thing that, you know, people won't remember you or build the trust with you unless you kind of speak to them. And people don't think twice about posting on Instagram stories every day, you know. Yeah, no, for sure. And like, honestly, Instagram has just been such a soul sucking place lately. <laughs> yeah, I try to go on there because I'm like, I'm working, I don't have time to share. Yeah. And it's just, 
you know, a lot is going on there. It's well, it just feels like not a great place sometimes. Okay, so you know, first of all, we need to build that email list. So what we need to build that email list is a really great freebie. So get people in the door, then building that 30 day sequence of warming up that list and getting like an ongoing warm up through weekly emails to your list, whether it's like a weekly newsletter, sharing something that week, podcast episode, maybe it's a new blog post, etc. It's kind of like getting this, the, the ball rolling. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, there's there's ways of doing this that are systematic. Like you kind of, when you write a piece of content or create a piece of content, that should kind of be the core and then you can repurpose it on everything. So let's say the core was a blog post. You could then, if you had a podcast, do a podcast on the same subject. You can then cut a Instagram post from that. You could cut an email from that. It's like, it sounds like a lot, but actually like there's ways of kind of being really efficient with it um, and just making sure you hit all these touch points because the reason is you want to make sure you're just being in front of people as much as possible but minimizing the amount of time that you're having to write things out over and over again. Just a little pause as I wanted to tell you about an incredible free event that I have been invited to speak at called the Female Startup Summit. I'm going to be joining seven incredible speakers to bring you a value-packed week with amazing workshops like branding your business, managing your money as an entrepreneur, human design, getting sales on autopilot using funnels. Honestly, the lineup is so good and I'm just so excited. I'll probably be signing up myself. The best part, tickets are absolutely free of charge. You can sign up using the link in the show notes. So if you have a dream of starting your own online business and moving to Bali or traveling the world, or perhaps you've maybe already started your biz, but you're kind of in a funk with it um, and you just really need to get some inspiration, this is the event for you. So the summit is designed to be convenient, so it's easy to watch uh, from anywhere in the world. None of this having to get up in the middle of the night to watch a live video because let's be honest, no one really wants to do that. The speakers have each pre-recorded their value-packed workshops and access will be unlocked one by one every day in the morning starting July 10th. So all you have to do is find an hour of the day that works best for you and watch the workshops. And the master classes will be available for 10 days. So on top of the fact that it's completely free, we've also decided to give everyone who registers a chance to win over a thousand dollars of prizes to give you a step up in starting your business. Our speakers have been super generous with the prizes and there are things like places on their courses, one-on-one sessions, it's truly incredible prize and one lucky winner will take the lot. So head on over to the show notes and save your spot now. Spaces are limited, so please be quick and please share the love for this event and encourage your biz besties and friends to attend too. It's going to be so valuable 
uh, action-packed week, um, what you'll learn in this summit could be the key in helping you start your dream business that really could be your ticket out of that dreadful nine to five. So uh, you don't want to miss out. Head on over to the link in the show notes and sign up today. Now back to the episode. Yeah, I think it's really important to stretch content. And I, I, I started doing this with like my email um, newsletters with podcast episodes and blog posts and social media posts. Cause like, why not? Like chances are these people are maybe only going to see it one or two times mm. or they won't remember. And it's like, you have this great info to share. Why not blast it to all your platforms? Mm. Yeah, totally. Totally agree with that. Amazing. Um, so Let's talk a little bit more about the Female Startup Summit and tell me why why did you want to do this and um, you know who is this for and walk us through what it'll look like. Yeah, so I just really wanted to bring um, other amazing women together because obviously I've been working with other female business owners with the the funnels agency stuff and the stuff that I did for you, for example, Ashley. Um, And I just love doing the podcast as well, interviewing other guests. And I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be great to hold some sort of event? Like I love events, but you know, when we work online, it's kind of a bit more difficult, but you know, in this day and age, since everybody's just gone through the pandemic, like doing stuff online is so normal. And And actually, I think it's such a gift in some ways to be able to do things online because it means that you, Ashley, and I in like completely different continents can be on the same, the same like online um, conference summit, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, So I think that's amazing. And that's kind of why I brought it together. I have these amazing women in my network and I just kind of wanted to bring them together and and, um, for people to learn from them. And at the same time, it's been really fun because it's almost like bringing everybody's audiences together as well and for the greater good. And it's like all of these seven women that are coming together have completely different, um, completely different like zones of genius. And so actually as a whole, like that makes such a powerful event for people. You know, there's things on branding, like what you're doing, there's I'm doing sales funnels, there's human design, there's pairing your business to your cycle, like there's so many amazing things. And I just thought it would be a fun thing to try. It's not something I've done before. Um, so I'm hoping it goes well. <laughs> but I'm 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 so glad with like the signups, we got like almost like 100 signups in like the first 48 hours, which was great. So yeah, I'm really, really excited. Wow, amazing. So I will definitely be linking all this uh, in the show notes. So make sure that you sign up for it. I'll be signing up for it myself because like I I've, I think I've um, gone to one of Laura's masterclasses before on working with your cycle and it was like mind blowing. Mm. So I can only imagine like I'm excited for the human design one. I'm excited for yours on funnels, uh, marketing. Um, all of them really like they all sounds so great so make sure you save your c i will save all that in the show notes so that you can grab your spot um that will be running uh next week july starting july 10th um and you don't have to be um you know 
it's not like, okay, it's not live. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to be up at like the middle of the night, depending on what, you know, time zone you're in. Um, And you can watch them at your own pace as they drip um, throughout the week. So definitely save your spot for that. We will share more info as well. Um, But yeah, super excited for that. Um, Yeah, me too. So um, what are, you know, some of your top three takeaways or tips when it comes to email marketing, sales, launching your product or service or course that our listeners need and can start implementing today? Hmm. Three, top three. Okay. I would, so I think one, one definitely needs to be around mind, like sales mindset around kind of addressing and I'm saying this because on the whole, most women that I work with ha- ha- struggle with this. So if you're not one of those people, it might not be as applicable. But a lot of women are scared of selling or they just feel really icky around it and they feel like it's wrong and they shouldn't be doing it. And like they're a bad person if they're selling. You know, they just have such a, a bad relationship with selling. And there's someone that, um, a mentor that I had when I was in my banking job actually like gave me such an, an amazing thing around selling that I've remembered forever and selling what she said was selling is just about making friends so when you think about that and you stop worrying about like oh is this an objection how do I handle this or like all of these things and you just think how do I act when I meet a new person in a room and I just want to make friends with them like that hopefully takes the pressure off and that is literally all it is and women are so gifted with our like emotional intelligence being able to read people like we're natural salespeople as it is so we don't need to kind of try and copy this very masculine kind of um formulaic way of selling like we just need to be authentic with ourselves and and make friends so that would be my number one tip on along the lines of kind of sales mindset um number two number two I would say is especially for if we're talking about the business models of courses um and, and coaches that kind of thing like you have to kind of shift your uh what you've previously been taught about business models because this kind of business model is very like launch heavy it's you know one one month you're launching a couple of months you're not one month you're launching a couple months you're not and it's like it's you've got to like have these bursts of energy so what I would say is get everything in your calendar in advance. Like if you are kind of new to business, like maybe in your first or second year and you you kind of know what program's selling, you're still probably in testing phase. So you want to be launching quite a lot to, you know, be testing things with your market and tweaking things. So what I would say is get your calendar out and plan, you know, the next six months and it can change, but just roughly, which is going to be your launch week? P- plan all that out. Okay, so the week before is going to be your promo week. Write that out. After the launch, maybe give yourself a holiday because they're so intense. Like plan all this out and, and that way you don't end up 
having like a friend over to stay on the weekend of your launch and then you're like shit I can't do this you know it's really getting focused and intentional about when these launches are and if you want to take it a step further as well like we said with Laura's masterclass um I I'm like avoiding uh when I'm on my period not launching because I have no energy. I don't want to be launching when I'm on my period. So I'm like pairing my launches to my cycle. So it's just about getting intentional around when you launch because those are the weeks that really zap your energy and it takes a lot more than you think. So that would be my second tip. Um, Third tip around selling an email. Yes, systems. So so many people love Flowdesk. But I don't really love Flowdesk. And (laughs) like Flowdesk is so pretty and beautiful and so easy to use, but it doesn't give you many, uh, it's not very flexible by way of like automations and funnels and building. So it's really great for when you begin in business, but when you really want to scale and you want to see, um, you want to start tagging people if they don't downloaded that opt-in, they downloaded that opt-in, they did this, they did this, so that you can then target things um, and kind of optimize what you're doing. It can't tell you a lot of that. So yeah, I recommend um, then kind of migrating onto something like an active campaign is something that I really like. But as a designer, you're probably like, oh my God, active campaign isn't as, isn't quite as pretty as Flowdesk or easy to use. But yeah, I would say just getting your systems set up from the start is really key um, with systems that can give you data from the off. Because if you don't have any data from the start, then it's going to take you a while to shift systems start to build up this data again before you can scale and you know from day one it might not feel like you need that data but you know in the second year it would be so great to have seen all the data that came through from from day one so my tip is always to kind of invest in those systems from the start those are my free tips (laughs) well I have some work to do (laughs) I've learned a lot Um, Wow. Okay. Well, all right. Well, I'll, I'll look into what is it? Active campaign. Yeah. Active campaign is like so much better from a fun, like setting up funnels and things like that. It's just, it's more technical and there's more things to be able to um, work around. So that's when, you know, active campaign is something you're going to need when you want to ultimately make your entire program, your entire course run on Evergreen and get sales on autopilot. Like that's when you need something like an active campaign. Can you use both or like, is that too like overwhelming? Um, The key here is like, being able to tag your subscriber with what they've done because when you think about it if you have if you had a webinar on evergreen and you then had an offer you know come and buy this offer so you have you have a webinar on evergreen and then you have a sales email sequence that they get thrown into afterwards um once someone buys you don't want to continue hammering them with sales emails so you want to end that automation and then shove them into a different automation. An active campaign is like so good at being able to tag and stop and you you get all of these kind of funnel maps um, and you can do some really quite like complicated things 
you know once your business gets to that point and and I think a lot of people that I speak to ultimately their goal is obviously to give as much impact as possible and to help as many people as possible and eventually when you can't do everything live what that means is putting something on evergreen and so setting your business up to be able to do that um, you you'll need a system like like active campaign Okay, I'm just like taking this all in. <laughs> uh, right, I have some work to do. That's okay. Um, okay, no, it, it totally makes sense because like it's one thing to, you know, nurture, you know, your list and, and send out these like weekly newsletters. But once you get into those automations and course building and offers, like it makes sense to have something a little bit more robust. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you have more than one program, you don't want to be um, like, you don't want to be sending the same person like three different emails on the same day for three different sales sequences and stuff. So it's just so important to be able to like label people and segment them like in quite a, in quite a like a more complicated way than um, I'm being giving Flowdesk such hate and that's not fair because I used it for my e-commerce business and I love it. It's great. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, for course, for course owners and coaches, something more sophisticated. If you want to scale your business, like past the multiple six figures, everybody's using it. And I'll give you a little insight. Jenna Kutcher goes on and on about Flowdesk and she doesn't use it. So, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So like that, all the bigger people at that kind of level are using something a lot more sophisticated. That makes a lot of sense though. And I recently heard something else about Jenna Kutcher that she like rants and raves about, but she doesn't use it. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I think she's just an affiliate. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. I mean, they do have an affiliate program and I do recommend Flowdesk a lot to, you know, my listeners and to my clients, because it is kind of like a really nice segue into, you know, building a list and getting started with email marketing. Um, I don't recommend MailChimp. That is like a nightmare and a disaster and a half. Um, Yeah, I agree. (laughs) If if you're just starting a flow desk, it's great as like a stepping stone. But if you are wanting to get to that next level and do more courses and coaching um, those type of offers, then switching over to active campaign. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. Like Flowdesk, if you're not if you're not technical and you just want to get it done, like Flowdesk is great. It's so easy to make beautiful, beautiful emails and, and start from there. Amazing. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing all those tips. Um, before we kind of sign off and end, uh, we're going to do a little rapid fire and we're going to we're going to plug everywhere um, our listeners can find you. So with the rapid fire, it's a this or that. So okay. I'm going to kind of like tell you two different options and you're going to tell me which one on the top of your head. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. <laughs> City or country? Country. Mountains or beach? Oh, Beach. <laughs> that one I feel like is a little bit obvious. <laughs> um, early bird or night owl? Early bird, although it is like 9 p.m. right now. 
it's like 9 a.m. here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> coffee or tea? I feel like I know this. Oh, one. tea. I mean, I'm stereotypical Brit. The Brit. <laughs> oh, I, I'm half um, – my mom is Welsh, so, like, I literally grew up on tea as well. Yes. So I am with you Love there. It. <laughs> uh, tacos or sushi? Sushi all the way. <laughs> uh, books or movies? books i'd say i'm a bit of a nerd you'd probably tell <laughs> i love that um call or text um i think it depends who it is but i will go well i would say voice note but let's go cool <laughs> okay <laughs> voice note. i know we're all on boxer nowadays yeah. well all right. So thank you so much for sharing all this juicy info. I really hope that, you know, our listeners start to implement these really great actionable tips on building an email list, getting started, um, and really, you know, shifting their perspective from um, sales to service. Um, mm-hmm. Where can our listeners find you online? Let's do a little plug plug. Yeah, so thank you. So on our website, which is femaleleadershipcollective.com, so you can go and find um, us over there and the information about us. And then we also are on Instagram the same, so Female Leadership Collective is our handle. Um, and then the other thing is I also have a, I mean, I'm just going to say exactly what it is. It is a lead magnet. It's my freebie opt-in. But, you know, it is a gift. I'm not going to dress around. And it took me a good three solid days to write. And I have massively overgiven with this. So if anybody is interested in moving to Bali, I have a 50-page document on it. And I've tried to make it pretty. So it's a female digital nomad's guide to Bali. So you'll find that um, if you go to our website or if you go to our Instagram as well and you can download that for free. Amazing. I am definitely going to download it because I would love to come to Bali, maybe to visit, maybe to you know, move there temporarily. I don't know. Um, My husband and I both work online, so why not? Um, Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Susie. I'm so excited for the summit uh, next week and we'll talk soon. Oh, and by the way, we are doing a podcast swap. So if you really (laughs) enjoyed this episode, you can head on over to Susie's podcast, The Female Leadership uh, Collective. Um, I will let you know when um, our Uh, My episode will be airing on her show, Um, but this one we are recording live today and I will be launching it live today, this episode. Nice and fresh, uh, especially for the summit next week. Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me on, Ashley, and I'm really excited to interview back in two minutes. (laughs) Awesome. We'll chat soon. Thanks. The number one way to achieve success on Instagram is through consistency. That means showing up with high quality, attention grabbing, valuable posts. Now, I know what you're thinking. It can be exhausting and overwhelming trying to keep up with the pace. That's why I've created 50 Instagram prompt ideas and 12 eye catching Canva templates for you to use absolutely free. So, all of the hard work is done for you. All you have to do is show up consistently 
sit back and watch your Instagram grow. Head on over to the link in my bio on Instagram and get your free templates today. Hey, before you go, I just want to express my gratitude for sticking around and being here and just listening to this podcast. I would so, so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review, subscribe to the podcast, and tell your friends and family about it. Share on social media. The more and more that we get these reviews, we get these feedbacks from you, um, and the more you share, the more that we're able to reach like-minded listeners just like you and help to provide more value. So I would just so, so appreciate it if you could share away and yeah, thanks so much for being here.